I'm gonna be truly honest, I'm actually nervous and I'm quite fearful because there are areas of your life that sometimes people wanna keep private and I guess I'm being vulnerable here and I'm just being literally open and honest about my Christian walk and my Christian faith and about Jesus. So I guess I'm just here doing what God says. <laughs> what is that? Got my box of tissues just in case. Oh, box of tissues down. <laughs> my backup. Let's start from the beginning. I wasn't always a Christian. Um, I was raised with the Christian mentality of the Christian morals and the Christian faith about Jesus um, since I was young. But I didn't, my ideology was if you're good, you go into heaven and that's all. As long as you're good and you don't, you know, interrupt people's lives and have corruptive character and all sorts. That was my mentality. But that's not true. And I definitely got told that that wasn't true in a harsh way but I needed to hear it in a harsh way because I was very... So I began my life with my mum until I was 12 and I had quite a few uh, not nightmares, you could call it, and they were just getting increasingly worse. So I remember she sent me to this club called Intergirls, which was every Tuesday. It was uh, run by a Catholic woman. So this is where I think I started you know getting interested and she was really lovely but i told her i don't know why her because i pretty much was so shy <laughs> i did not want to talk to anyone but like i told her and i was like i just keep having these nightmares that people are gonna get me and like they keep attacking me and i remember she told me about jesus and she told me about you know use his name and they'll go away and i'm gonna be honest i did because i was a scared kid and they went away and I never heard from them until I got older. So when I hit about 12, 13, the anxiety of in, within me got a lot stronger. I would literally just faint or black out. And it probably did come from exhaustion and um, overworking and overwhelming myself with my thoughts and everything was heightened at that time of my life. Um, and I was just permanently anxious. And frustrated. Mm. There was bits in that. I was definitely involved in that teenage, let's experiment kind of vibe from like 15. And that idea of lust was there from about 15, 16. Around my secondary year period, I was introduced to lust and um, alcohol and anxiety they were the three things that were like going back and forth um so by the time that it got to my college period i'd already been aware of all those things so and i'd already harbored them harbored harvard you know the word i predominantly knew the islamic religion i actually didn't know much of the christian faith apart from that one lady and before i even became christian i did research into a lot of religions because i wanted one that was true and um the facts were there and there were science to back them up i actually wanted like a multiple of sources before i gave my life when i got to college where i met my now husband he was 
a Christian. <laughs> and Christians, if you're watching this, you know what a Christian is. The kind of Christian that was like, yeah, I believe in God, I'm I've given my life, da 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 and then their actions don't represent a Christian. You know what I'm saying? He was just kind of like, I believe in God. That's it. When I met him, I fell for him hard. We had a two-year relationship and it broke down. And this is a part where it makes me really sad. Full composure. I got this, I got this. It was probably like the worst phase of my life, emotionally. I've had rejection before, but when he did it, it was just something else. It felt like my whole heart sunk in our relationship that we were unequally yoked. He realized because he grew as a Christian, um, he grew with God and had a relationship with God. And I almost got envious of that relationship that he had with God. I was like, he's taking up my time. He's taking my man. Like I actually grew envious of the relationship that they had because I didn't understand it. And I was frustrated and I almost hated it because I was like, he's prioritizing something other than me. And it's a very selfish mentality. But that is just what I was thinking at that time. It tore us apart. Like he would ask to pray with me. He would ask to do a study with me and I didn't understand any of it. So it would just frustrate me because I just didn't get it. So we would, he would be constantly making the effort to try and introduce me to Jesus. But I would constantly block him and be like, no. No, because it means I've got to sacrifice this, or no, it means I've got to get rid of this, or no, it's got too many rules, too many instructions, I can't keep it up. Luckily, God saved us from that, because that would have been a nightmare. But he was very adamant that he was choosing God's way, and he wanted to be celibate, and I didn't. We both went two separate pathways. I went down the sinful route, and he went down the godly route. Been through so many different emotions, like, towards God like I was like I just didn't understand if God loved him as much as I loved him why would God take him away from me and I didn't understand that that process so I was kind of like seeking God but angrily seeking God I was like well if you're real which I I still believed but I was like I didn't realise God was active in people's lives, if that makes sense. Like, I believed there was a God and that God watched over us, but I didn't believe that God can work through people and in people and in your life. I went to Hillsong a few times and I, was, I didn't speak to anyone. I literally just went on my own to try and understand what, why he left me, because he said the main reason was he wanted to follow God and that I didn't. And God did speak to me, but very, like, he, he spoke to me and I knew it was for me, but I was like, like a horse with the, what are they called? Blinders, blinkers. Horse with the blinkers on, that was me. I was like, going to church. <laughs> no, I'm coming to see you, but I'm not really listening. It was kind of like that. Went from one bad choice to another bad choice. Going out a lot more, I was clubbing a lot more. I was wearing stuff that I wouldn't usually wear, doing stuff I usually wouldn't do. It was just a very um, flirtatious character. I was very like forward. I went out dating quite a few guys and I tried getting drunk loads of times. And then I almost 
got into a relationship with someone else but I had strong underlying feelings for Aaron and it wouldn't be right of me to to do that to someone else. The feelings that I had for Aaron never left and they just grew stronger and stronger. I'm ashamed of the acts or the things that I was doing and how I was behaving. And I guess that's why I didn't want to post this video is because I am, um, it makes me feel a little bit like, why did I do that? Now that I know Jesus because he's so pure and I was the complete opposite. I just was living in sin and there's no other explanation. I was, I don't know, I just was chaotic. Here comes the good part. Six months later, I met Aaron. I asked for my iPad back. I saw him, I had them same feelings and I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, I still love him. Talking to him in McDonald's. All of a sudden I feel this guilt and this shame of, how am I gonna tell him what I've been up to? Because I still wanna be with him, but I've committed a lot of sin in God's eyes. And I, I just burst out crying and I was just like confessing everything that I did. And he was just like so comforting and he didn't judge me at that time. Just like crying even more because then it makes you feel worse. And basically I started going to church from there on. I messaged a guy and I was really apologetic and I was like, I'm really sorry. When I got to the church, everyone was so happy. You know, everyone was like, yeah and i was like uh. that was how i described my experience at first and i was just kind of like they had this joy and this peace and it just wound me up because i was like no one's this happy no one and they are they genuinely are i'm still there two years later and they're still the same as i gradually started going back to church the the understanding was different like i was trying to learn this time and i was trying to I was trying to seek God, but not with the wrong heart this time. It was more of a, okay, I know you're there. And I know that you've changed Aaron and his life because he is a completely different man. And I knew that God was like in him because I saw the change. I, I believed his testimony. I just kept going back every week. And then I made the decision to get baptized. God has been working through my life and I see that like how he's blessed me with my parents and where I live and the food in my stomach he kept me alive so grateful that he's there's been so many times where I haven't wanted to be here and exist and I think he just gave me that feeling of love that no one else can give you and he won't reject you and he won't leave you and he'll put the people that you need in your life and he'll he'll get rid of the people that shouldn't be in your life and i think it's like it's that that um stability that you as a child you look for um and as you get older you look for that comfort and I was seeking it in all the wrong ways, in materialistic things and 
and technology and, and just filling my head with loads of other stuff that wasn't important that I think Place my nightmares with dreams, godly dreams, just so good. And he's just so good. And there is nothing, there's no other experience that you can have with anyone that you can have with God. And nothing that's anywhere as pure, as good, as holy, as righteous, as loving, as caring, as kind, as generous. There is no one in this earth that can give you what God can give you and stop what God can stop. No one has that control but him and he deserves the glory, he deserves the praise because he transformed my way of thinking, he's transformed my heart, he's transformed my life. And I just hope that if you've been watching this video and you hear God calling to you and you hear God's voice saying, just choose me, just choose him. You will overcome addictions, you will overcome the, the depression and the anxiety in your heart. You can take anything, but you just have to have faith and just knock on that door and he will open. Just hope you enjoyed this testimony. Thanks guys for watching. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.